You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. You know, it's funny. We always say directly from those that know it most, but we actually have someone in here that knows it most. <laughs> uh, what's up, everyone? Paul Pasolakis, Brad Wise Gerber. Paul Pasolakis, drop Yeah. Salvatore Kuzma. I mean, we have a lot of letters in our last names. Uh, we do. Yeah. We have maybe all of them. We have a, I'm like super, super, super excited about this guest today. Uh, it's Nancy Robinson. She is one of the best in the business. Nancy, how are you? Great. How are you? Thank you for coming to the show. We're, do, we're doing well because you're here. Aww. Yeah, we're really excited because Nancy really knows her stuff. Nancy's been in the business. I, I don't even know how long have you been in the business now. Twenty-one years. Wow. So, and you have a but really... since I work, you know, double time, it's for like forty-two. Right. And and real estate years, you're, you're eight hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like dog years. <laughs> yeah. Real estate years, like yeah. eight hundred and ninety. So, I mean, Nancy obviously <laughs> has built that. an awesome, awesome business. She has a great following. It's funny because. Our business has a lot of like, you know, people that do really well and they kind of like talk, you know, when you talk about like someone like a Glover, somebody be like, oh, you know, Glover or this person. Nancy does not like Nancy's reputation is impeccable in the, in the industry, which is good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So I, I want to kind of talk to you about that. I do want to talk about the market. You, you, you do a lot of great market anal- analysis. I've seen that. Right. I've seen that you do that. So I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk about cool. your story and what your plans are going forward and what you see going forward more than anything. And of course, we're going to talk about the interest rate market right now because it's, it's really crazy. crazy. We did not expect to be at this point this right low. now what's that this low this, no we did not and i everybody's calling it's funny because it's changed so much everybody's calling for it to go lower now yeah is that wild it's, it's wild yeah so i feel the, like if the the bond yield was a human i'd be very concerned for yeah its, health. it's bleeding it's every yeah, day it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's really interesting what's happening but let's let's get into nancy like obviously you you've had some changes recently but talk to me about where you are right now in your career because it seems like you're in a really good place with it Wow. So, okay. Um, yeah, just had a, a big change. I went from um, the brokerage I was with for like 20 years yeah. to um, a new new one, but they've been around for forever. Yeah. So uh, Kern and Oberski is also Century 21 firm. Yeah. Um, Adam Oberski took over from his uh, father-in-law, essentially, is transitioning. That was Bob Curran. So old timers would know that name. Okay. Um, Adam has uh, been in the business of about five years. He's an MBA in finance. Smart guy. Smart guy. Yeah. Young guy, too. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, impressive. He said he was like 37 years he's old. He's 37. Wow. Yeah. That's in, that's impressive. And he, well, you guys know, because you're in that same age range, is that s- success is his only option. Only option. Yep. <laughs> only option. Because yeah, he he's not going to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't have 30 years to put into this. Can't fail. Is can't it a prime fail. Of our years? He won't yeah. fail. Yeah. yeah. Can't fail. Can't do it. Does he have a family or anything? He does. He has uh, three kids. That's a pretty big motivator. Yeah. yeah. Three kids it and sure a wife. Is. Sal needs to get so. some kids. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Sal, so you have a wife? No. Girlfriend? No, no, but I don't want to go back to school. No. So. Sal has a girlfriend. <laughs> so, has a girlfriend. I don't think you heard you say that. Yeah. He has a girlfriend. Yes, I have a girlfriend. Okay. She's wonderful. Somehow girlfriends can turn into wives. Somehow. Well, she makes me want to be at the office more. So. Just kidding. Good thing she doesn't listen to the show. Just kidding. Man. So, yeah, no. so talk to me. So, Century Twenty One is interesting to me because they just went through this whole rebranding, right? Yeah. yeah. For, for me, even on the outside looking in, it was like the 
brand was getting kind of antiquated over time. For sure. Right? And now it's it, they've really they're really kind of focusing on doing this rebranding. So what are they doing differently now? So the other the other thing with that is our CEO is like 37. Oh, okay. And really? so his name is Mike Meadler. Mike has been in when he got out of graduate school, he yeah. started with Century 21. So that was like 10 years ago. Okay. So he's like a brand wonk. Yeah. And um for him also Failure is not an, is option. Not an option. Yeah. So he really wants to take this brand, you know, back to its roots and then forward. Yeah. So it's really, we've really focused on training and technology. Yeah, it's big. And, um, yeah, just you the gone programs any- are crazy. Like, so when I knew I was going to make a change, I interviewed with every broker out there with a couple exceptions that I already knew wouldn't be a good fit. Right. And nobody's, literally, nobody had, the training programs for new and experienced agents. Kind of a that, good mix of the two, right? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Because, because if you've been in the business for a while, you also have to like be on top of like the, 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 what's coming out next, right? Absolutely. Right. And so being with people who are, you know, on the younger side, and here's what I mean by that. The average age for realtors is 57. Right. So 37 is 20 wow. years younger than the average. Right. I did not know that. Yeah. If that average is there, then, then there's a, there's on the other side of the spectrum too, right? Right. And yeah. and those are folks that are just kind of, you know, check, checking in, mm-hmm, writing mm-hmm. off the top of, you know, maybe 30, 40 years of success and they're doing, you know, maybe a, a transaction a year they're fun- or a yeah, transaction and then, yeah, a month. That's the, yeah, you know, not right. just really not that much. So, you know, reining in, you know, the newer technology pieces – you know, the social media pieces. You're like doing a podcast. Yeah, you're doing you know, a podcast. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a really cool kind of techie way to to connect with people. To connect. Yeah. So the old school thing is is the is kind of steeped in the, the human relationships. It's very relational. Mm-hmm. And then the tech is how you get the relationships, maybe kind of push them forward or get those get the information out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it finding some Blend of old and new is what's really pulling people together well, on this. Sal, we talk about this all the time in our business. It's like we can't forget what works, but we've got to utilize technology and other other avenues. Well, the technology to push it. gets you more at bats, right? That's right. Yeah. And whether right. it's a relationship you want to make with a business partner, whether it's you know talking to a client who's never heard of you, if you don't have the at bat, you can't do what you know how to do. Right. Well, it's not just the at bats. I mean, our industry changes constantly, and technology changes well constantly. yeah it can help you when you're at the plate right? yeah I so mean, being being in tune with technology or at least familiar with changes is going to help you well imagine right. hey can you send me the contract to sign and you're like yeah i'll, I'll yeah, mail it to you print yeah. it out sign it and email it back to me or fax right. it yeah or you can actually even mail it right yeah. like people are like i'll what? mail it to you and you can sign it or just click uh, a button right yeah. and that's like just a, a small thing that we probably take for granted every day, but absolutely do. Fifteen yeah. years ago, no one was using DocuSign. Some people Sign, still right? use you know, signatures, right? Well, and even like like you know, just kind of understanding the difference between the different kind of signing programs is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, Dot Loop is owned by Zillow, yeah. right. and there's a privacy policy on that. So yep. if you check the box that you're going to use Dot Loop, you just gave Zillow 
all your forms. I didn't realize you right. owned it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. So even like Keller Williams, which is a big proponent of Dot Loop, yep. they're clicking off on it. So for anybody really? that's using Because they really realize yeah. that now Zillow is yeah. taking their proprietary. That's their data. That's their data. Which is very, very valuable. Right. And so like just kind of understanding also how the MLS is actually owned by a group called CoreLogic. Yep. yep. We know CoreLogic. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. So dynamo- di- data mining company. And CoreLogic makes a lot of money selling data. A lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of So data. we need to understand, all of us need to understand how our, you know, phone call with just, you know, some some person or somebody you meet in an open house is going to impact their all of our futures on this yeah. and how that's really going to work. Yeah. I'm so happy you brought that up because I think there's a there's something out there that doesn't get looked at enough. And it's one of the most valuable valuable things that agents and our companies have is data. Correct. And if we can own that data, there's a lot of value there. And what happens a lot of times is, like you said, a lot of people use third-party apps, and we have one that we could use. But I'm very, very keen. If What's that privacy policy? Yeah, right. What does it say? Do I own my data? And we if you own my data, print. I'm out. I'm out. It's my data. Yeah. right? And I need, yeah. and you, you can use utilize it. So, so talk to me how – you know, for you being in the industry for so long, because a lot of agents at your level at this time just decided like, okay, I'm going to get what I get and I'm good. And they're not really as growth minded. So walk me through what made you decide to like really start thinking, okay, I want to start evolving, which is, is is rare for most good, good agents at your level. Right. So, so I'm, I'm, one could figure that I'm, you know, at the top of, you know, the mountain at the moment. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So I like that you realize that most <laughs> yeah, people don't like, acknowledge it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good. It's how long do I want to stay there, and how do how how do I want to stay there? Yeah. So mm-hmm. with this new broker, he's allowing me to step back through the other systems that are in place and the support that's in place for me to think about that, think about it more clearly. So for me, I'm realizing that we're shifting into a buyer's market. Absolutely. Now that's because I'm a stats wonk. Yeah, we're going to talk know? about that. Yeah, I want to talk right, about that, right? Because yeah. I like that. Like yeah. really watching numbers. People lie. They spin it the way they want it to to look. Emotion does isn't it doesn't tell everything, right? And people are, just because I feel like things are going to be awesome, they might not right. be awesome. Coming from Paul, yeah. it, well, yeah. in certain certain markets, like right now, yeah, everything's great. I can list any cute house between 150 and you know 230, and it's going to fly off the shelf Gone. in a minute. Yeah, but that's because we've. You know, for a number of there's a number of reasons, but it does have to be a cute house. Can't be like you know yeah. an uncute house. Yeah. But um, but yeah, when you look you look at our market, it's really kind of flat from last year. Mm-hmm. And what's going to then push things forward is working with working more with buyers and treating them, you know, even as a more important piece of this this puzzle. The sellers can't sell without buyers. Yes, but. As a as a pretty big listing agent, yeah, there's only so many hours in the day. So the next, my next step is to take on some buyers agents, yeah, and that's going to help all of our that's right. Yeah. And I need I need to talk with enough people to know like whose whose head can really be in the game and who really wants to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's right. that's the next. It's a piece. different kind of person. I feel like to be a buyer's agent than a, as opposed to a listing agent. Um, well, it's funny well, so, because most some people like like that, right? Some to people, start, right. yeah. And yeah. I think but they need someone to start to finish. Right. Or a few people. Well, yeah. so 
it's lonely at the top of the mountain, right? There's not really that many people that are like-minded that are I'd like, like to be lonely. I'd love yeah. to be lonely. I'm just saying, like, get, you know why? It's because most they get to the top and they become jerks. Yeah, well, a hundred percent. Stop being a. If you don't be a jerk, you won't be lonely. Right? No, kind I'm of. Not but most people aren't willing to either accept the help that will help them get to the top, right. or yeah. have the the drive to get there right it's well, the like man this there. is really hard they can't yeah. even leave base camp. you also have to have the vision yeah, of right. understanding that right. what you've been doing isn't going to get you to the next level you know right you've got to evolve and no matter how great you are if you're not evolving you will, like look at netflix or, like, i mean excuse right. me blockbuster right they're yeah, at the yeah. top of the mountain they didn't evolve gone right right, right. Talk, right. Talk, right. have you see inter- you interviewed with a lot of different brokers out there so yep. talk to me about why you chose century 21 um because you seem like you got to put together, you have a good vision, right? You understand what you need to do. You would have been successful anywhere. Yeah, right. right. Even on so my like, own. Yeah. I'm just yeah. curious because we've had a, like EXP on and a couple of these other type of models. Why did you go with a Century 21 versus a model like that or like 100% commission or like a, a larger split or uh, something like that? I'm just curious. Well, like the – I don't want to be on my own. So because you've got to put way too many systems in place and that takes me away from that would take me away from doing what I do best. Yeah, so true. why recreate right. mm-hmm. you know but you know you buy a building or you you know hire your infrastructure you put your, uh, putting all that stuff together it's about the same cost every year as just paying somebody Right. It's already built. Right? Yeah, it's money, already built. Moving to a house and everything. No, it makes right. perfect sense. Yeah. I was just curious. I, have, I now have like three admins. I don't pay. I pay for my Katie, but my the other Katie. three admins. My Katie, my, <laughs> What's up, my Katie? Admin. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Katie. <laughs> but um, but the other admins that are out there, it comes from the brokerage fee that right. I pay. Yeah. So so you you understand paying the, them a salary, social security. Yeah, right. you know, just all that. It's so, some of this just doesn't make any sense to build a model that you want to run, right? Right. You want to have what a, I do. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that kind of those those single brokerage or EXP mm-hmm. things don't really work out that well. Well, it's right. like on the loan side, right? Like you could go hang your hat with a as a loan officer, you could go hang your hat with some broker who's completely absent, right? Make a giant split, but you got to process your own files. You got to do this. Right. You got to do that. Yeah. Right. Something goes awry. No one's there to help you. Yeah. Or do you want the broker that's going to offer you all the support in the world so you can run and yeah. get business, right? right? So that, that's that's our model. That's basically how we look at it. We want to provide that to the guys yeah. that are going to Yeah, and team. I think sometimes, too, it, it, going back to the age thing, too, you know, if, if if it was 20 years ago, I might think about this differently. But, like, right now, yeah, you know, right. I mean, I might retire in 15 years. You're not retiring. <laughs> you're, not, you're not retiring. <laughs> I'll be retiring, retiring in 10 years. Right? Yeah, so you're never retiring. <laughs> So talk to me how about uh, how important. So, oh, go ahead. But but, finish but like yeah. back. So so a lot of the some of the brokers out there were like, hey, yeah, we'll we'll open you an office because they're all in Birmingham, right? right? So we're like, well, okay, we'll off, we're open an office for you in Royal Oak, and they didn't. You're what like, do you mean? Okay, they like they, they wanted to open an office for me, and I'd staff uh, it. And and they then, didn't do it. No, and didn't do it. Oh, that's smart. So, so you call back and say, <laughs> okay, what's the <laughs> what's your plan? You know, how are we going to do this? No, we don't have the money yet. We're not ready to do. Some oh. of them are talking about downsizing. Yeah, so not exactly because where you they're get, be. because a lot of them, like you take some of these ag- these offices that have two hundred and fifty off two hundred fifty agents, fifty of them work. Yeah, maybe they're, they're warehousing maybe, yeah. the rest of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're paying for these brick and mortars. You know, in some cases, some huge, huge rents. 
Yeah, you know, so people Birmingham. probably drink more coffee than yeah. they generate. And, yeah, you know. <laughs> so that didn't make any sense. And then there was a couple of them. This is back to the, the this is back to the, like thinking about the future. Uh-huh. Some of them said, in fact, one of them was going to give me this huge sign-on bonus and a car and no fees. And you get like, a car. Did you get to pick the car? It had to be green. <laughs> <laughs> so we already had a greenish car. But yeah. anyway, it's all cool. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. But. The thing was they wanted me to change my email address to their proprietary Ooh. brokerage. They wanted to own you. I'm a Gmail. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about let's talk about wire fraud for a minute. Mm. Yeah. Right? Happens a lot. So if they're out there tracing people with mm-hmm. yeah. proprietary emails. It's really I don't easy to, get, to spoof it. You know, one mm-hmm. wrong forward of an email that somebody captures. My ENO won't pay for an eighty hundred and eighty thousand dollar right. you know yeah, that's a capture. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. sticking with a Gmail or uh you know, anybody any any realtor out there, don't don't use proprietary email. Well, Your mind works very differently I like it. Yeah. Too right. when you think about um what you build into an email or a phone number over the years. Yeah. It's just it's a bitch to change it. Right. You know? and, and that goes, I mean, so your, that goes to another thing. People know me as Nancy Robinson Century yeah. 21. Yeah. So what are you, you going to do if you miss an email, right? It, hey, you never no, responded. Right, right. right? Well, well, I changed my email. Well, that would have been nice to know, right? Yeah. Right. So and, the people in the, in the Century 21 system know me and the, you know, so that was, that was kind of easy. But mainly it was because, you know, and you got to get Adam to come in here because he's, he's just dynamite. I love Adam. He's just dynamite. Yeah, yeah. let's bring him on. Adam, if you're listening, you're next. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it seems to me that you value different things than a lot of other agents do, which is interesting. A lot of agents go for the shiny object. They go for the bigger splits. And, you know, right. 90% 90 of of agents would have taken that car in the signing bonus for sure. And then they would have stuck it out for six months and went somewhere else. Had to do a two-year contract, though. Uh, Uh, Most people would have done that. I mean, even even loan officers, what they'll do is there's all these signing bonuses. and They'll go to, like, Bank of America. 10 Gs a month. They never even made that in their life. Yeah. 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 And then it's done, and they're like, where oh, I gotta go, go somewhere next? else. Well, who's yeah. gonna give me the next sign? Yeah. They're not really building a business. They're just taking money. Anyways, it's a money grab. It's a long game. Yeah. So, for, long game. what what yeah. do you look for when you look for people that you partner with? What's important to you? Because you know, a lot of people are you know, create. Some people don't really think of creating a team around them the way that a lot of people should. Right. That's where, right. Because your success is based on all facets of the business. It's not right. just. What you do, it's what your LOs do, what your title companies do, what your insurance people do. So, what do you look at when you're when you're when you're trying to decide who do I work with? Really, accountability, honesty, transparency. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, just things that are hard to fake. <laughs> impossible to fake. You can't yeah. fake mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, I can't stand fake. Well, no. the truth always comes like through, no. right? No. Like on our end, if we say, "Hey, we think we can get it done Friday," but you don't really know. Right. And right. then and Thursday night, yeah. are we closing tomorrow? I think so. Yeah. Let's right? go in the morning. Like, that's like nightmarish. <laughs> right. As opposed fine. to like. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, no. As opposed that. to, hey, we're closing next Wednesday or sooner. Yeah. You just need to know. Hang your head on Wednesday. Yeah. I know what will happen yeah. by then. Yeah. And then right? if you, and if you come and back and say Friday, Monday. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I want, so, I want people that can give me good news as well as bad news. Just straight, straight up. Yeah. Like, Straight up. Yeah, just give bad it news. Just speak your truth. I mean, really, just speak your truth. Sometimes the bad just news be is better than your yeah. truth. good news. Right? Bad yeah. news should travel faster than good news. Like, like you gotta, you gotta get that out there. Well, once yeah. in a while, we'll be on a deal, and it's like, 
I don't feel good about this one. Right. You know? It's like, hard to say no because as as it Ella, it's, right. in our yeah. business, you always want to say yes. I want to take the deal, right? But that's not the right thing to and do. It, if the deal's not going to work, right. say no. I'll even pass on no. it sometimes yeah. If, yeah. if it – Or even if you're not really good at it. Yeah, like, like there's like a 50% chance this closes. I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. They got another pre-approval with whoever. If they they, they think they can do it, it, have them do it because ultimately – what people at LOs a lot of times don't realize in our business is if I take a deal and I fail at it, it just it, there's no coming back from that. Right. Right. I would rather give it to someone that I know can handle it. Let's say a Mishta deal. We don't do yeah. Mishta, right? I'll give it to someone that right. specializes in Mishta. Or two or three K or something. Two or three K. We can do them. I don't want to do them because right. we don't specialize in them. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's a bad experience. It's a bad. So like, experience. like by the way, Lake Michigan Credit Union's really good with Mishta. They are, yes. and yeah. they're really good at new construction. Yes, yes. and, I, and yep. we refer right. them out all the time. Yeah, That's I love we, them. Get, we probably refer out a lot of business that, and people are like, "Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just keep it?" Because we're not greedy, a and b. Right. Our brand is more important than us having a bad experience right. for the borrowers. Go. Right, right. And again, it's back yeah. to the relationship. Hey, yep, I got a guy right. at Lake Michigan Credit Union who will easily right. do you yeah. that new construction loan. I just passed up on a $700,000 loan that like I thought oh. maybe by chance I could <laughs> did? spin through Flagstar or whatever <laughs> and Oops. you know, it ends up <laughs> but honestly, it wouldn't even be worth it. Right. Yeah. You right. know, it wouldn't even be worth it. Cuz yeah. that one bad experience could could right. ruin the relationship with the agent, and, the broker, the title company, yeah. the the client and who their sphere of influence. Sure but in return that relationship pays me back loans that they can't do. Yeah. 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 Right? You know, right, there, right. there's a lot of young agents actually watching or watching us right now. I'm looking at who's by the way, uh Mary Anderson Reed says hello Woo-hoo. and Sarah Chody <laughs> says hello. Um, guys. So, what what did because you, you've done this and you've been through ups and downs. You've lived through the crash. You what do you Tell an agent that's in the business, that's been in it for a year, that's actually wants to do this as a career. Because there's a lot, there's a big population that think they want to do it. They're out, right? They're not, right. they're never going to make it because you have to have a huge commitment. What do you say? Paul, the truth is they last four months. Yeah. New agent, that's the average. Right. Four months. Find a broker that will train you. Mm-hmm. Find a good mentor. Good training. Good training. Yeah. Real like training. Real training. Not like, hey, do this and, and yeah, give, here's a phone book. Right. Right. Not, right. So like. What goes into that training? And so if you were training a, a new LO, what would you tell them are the three or four most important things they need to focus on? Uh, first, be yourself and f- just really be true to yourself. Genuine, yeah. yeah. And then learn everything you can about the business. So the first thing that um, – like when when my nephew, Alan Jay, came out, the first thing mm-hmm. I said to him was you have to go on at least 10 inspections before you can work with one buyer. That's interesting. No, nobody does that. Nobody, nobody does, does that. that. Nobody no. does that because they don't even know. They'll get the they'll get a deal and do the inspection. And they don't know. They don't know what they're looking at. Right. Right. So that's he, interesting. He went with you know probably probably end up doing more than ten, maybe twelve, fifteen, and some different inspectors. And he learned a lot about how to show, truly show a house because mm. what buyers care about is how much money is this going to end up costing them? Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do two or three inspections. Mm-hmm. It's $350 inspection. Yeah. You spend a thousand bucks and not get anything? So you, that, you look so. at the inspection, yeah, yeah. then you get the appraisal too. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm well interested. We I want to ask you guys about that. We'll talk about, yeah, we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about appraisals for sure. So, so those are a couple of the, probably the three oh. first things. Really know who you, who you are first and why you're getting into this, what, what your motivation is. Yeah. You know, learn the processes. Learn the documents, learn the forms, learn the, the, the essentials of actually doing a transaction and then learning about homes because most people come in working with buyers first. Mm. And then after a couple of years, it segues 
into at least doing some listings. Right. So those are the, the probably the core. And just for those that that's, are listening, Alan's doing a great job now. Like yes, he's, he's doing, doing it. He's really. I mean, he's super interesting because yeah. he's born. He was born to do this too. Yeah, it's, he loves it. Our he's minds at the think. Robinson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our minds think very alike because I sure they to don't. relate it. No, I, I have a lot of uh, relations here, just from what you've been saying, but. In my mind, a new loan officer should sit with a mortgage processor for a week or two before they go. before they ever talk to a client I because think, they need to understand what happens behind the scenes, how a mortgage actually works, because that'll help them. I think one of the worst mistakes you can make is attaching to someone who will do it for you. That's the right. Uh, that's the worst. You can't like have you, to. Hey, you know, right. you go up to their desk. Like I don't know what's going on. I All got right, it. I'll handle it. Right. You didn't learn. It might have been done. You don't know how to explain it to the client. That's the easy way to do it, though. Yeah. People gravitate but, towards it. And there's a lot of people who are like, easier. I don't even yeah, want to teach leader. this person or, or help. I just want it done, right? Yeah. Because it's going to be issues for me if I don't, as opposed okay. to teaching them how to do it. And that's like... It's something I struggle with lately. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like it's I'll like treating it an illness yeah. over, over treating the, the symptoms, right? You can treat a symptom real quickly, but the illness, you've got to get in and deep and try to figure it out. That's how I look at it. I, I, think, it's, I think it's pretty important that we understand everything from the ground up. You know, from or from the core out, you know, however, whatever metaphor mm-hmm. we want to use on that. Yeah. And then it's good. Like, it, it works really well. I was talking with a friend of mine and an agent in our office named Eric last night. And Eric is thrilled. He's, he's been in the business. Well, he's had his license for a long time. But he's came back in the business about eight, nine months ago and started with us over at Town & Country. And um, it just wasn't clicking for him there in part because, you know, the way the training modules and the help and the support and the encouragement and all of that just really wasn't there in the same way. Right. Now, he's got three closings this week. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And he's 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 thrilled. For and sure. That's we a sat down and yeah. talked last night and I said, you know, he, in the next 12 months, what I want him to do is to have $150,000 closing, $200,000. An ish thousand dollar closing and a three hundred ish, and if he did three closings a month, it's not a lot to ask in this market. Right? Not really, it's no, not it's not like true. That he would be on on track, and anybody else, anybody listening, you would be on track for having a two hundred thousand dollar year. Right. Mm-hmm. When you break it down like that, right. it seems that's very attainable. Get, right, and that's that's that thing about taking it down to core, breaking it down one hundred fifty, two hundred ish, three hundred ish. You're going to end up. With a two hundred thousand dollar year, yeah. But then you got those agents, and that, that can like, change your life. Like if you knew that every will year, change your if life, you but. knew every year for the next, you know, ten years or how long you wanted to be in it, that that's essentially what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. How would you feel? You'd feel good about like you know paying off student loans, about buying a house, about you know knowing when and where and how you're going to take vacations. Yeah. You know, but people look at the million dollar listing shows and all this stuff and they want the big hitter, right? They want to go big. I'm going to go yep. big. I'm going to go big. Well, you got to do the work, right? You got to do the work to get there. It doesn't just happen. You're not going to get those million dollar listings unless you just absolutely point that that's the direction and the only direction mm-hmm. you're going to go. And then you have to have a big enough marketing 
get out of a helicopter. To be able to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jet ski. Right? Yeah. yeah. And even that guy's not getting him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not getting him yeah. right now. Yeah. He's, he's doing all right. I actually talked he's to him. Right. He's doing all right. He's a, he's a good kid, but he's. For, uh, for how long he's been doing it, though, that's like what you have to do. Yeah, but like, he, went put, ma- yeah. he went to management, though, right? He went, yeah, he did. All right. Yeah, yeah he did. Well, why? I don't know. Right. Question. So, you know, in this in this business, you know, we find that it's it's cutthroat. It's super cutthroat. And it doesn't have to be. But it is. On, but you're right. Okay. It doesn't have to be. But it is. The reality is it's cutthroat and there's not a lot of uh, loyalty. Like it's just – it's very – it's money-driven a lot of times. No and it's tough to – you know, we, we work with a lot of different agents. And the ones we work with, we're very fortunate that like we build a real relationship. We're yeah. not just transactional. So talk to me about in the 20 years that you've been doing this, how you've kept yourself A, humble and B, kind of kept yourself away from that dirt. You know, because it, it can get dirty. So I care more about the people than the profit. That's okay. It's big. So it's yeah. just it's just just kind of as simple as that. Yeah, you it's know. hard to find um, someone with that mindset. Yeah, in, well, this, in, in this industry, because there's a lot of money in it. Yeah. There, there is, and there's enough to go around. There Absolutely. is. The pie's big. There's, the pie's really big. But everybody's stepping on each other's toes, or like it gets kind of cutthroat sometimes, and it's like, yeah, but it, those people end up kind of going away. Also, after a while, yeah. they don't. You see that they don't really stick around, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's because they're they're eating themselves up from the inside. They're profit driven, not profit driven, and yeah. and you can smell that on people. At yeah. some yeah. point, you know, at some point, there's no more bridges to burn. I like looking at you like you're my paycheck. You're That's it. So, feel no, good. I'm gonna, I, I I'm gonna feel have that. that creepy look. <laughs> like you feel it inside <laughs> yeah, exactly. you. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> well, I think looking at me like that. For Anyone in this business? Yeah, who, you feel dirty. Right? Yeah, I'm a shower now. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I think uh, anyone in this business who will be successful understands that it's not about the one deal, right? It's right. hey, I ended up doing this for free just yeah. to get it closed, right? Appraisal yeah. came in low; yeah. they didn't have enough money. We gave up all our commission to close it. Kind of sucks, right? Yeah, sure, I mean, we have sure. expenses; we're a business; we got to keep the lights on. But, but it's doing the right thing. I know that this person loves that house, and that what I did for them is well. Mm-hmm. Grow yeah. right, but most people don't think like that. Unfortunately, most people no, are like, they, well, they don't yeah. have well, the ability can. to. You yeah. don't always can. Yeah, yeah. you, you can't. You can't work for free work. forever. We are a no. for-profit business. We always right. say this: we are for-profit, but we can do good work within that. Yeah. That's so, right. Right. We can. We can. Yeah. We can. Yeah. I, I look at not it everyone's going to get a free deal, but no, yeah, you I know, mean, once in a while to get something done. I believe there's a value for working with us, and and that's how I feel. And and I don't feel bad making money because I do good work. Now, if I didn't. I'd be ripping people it, off. Right. Yeah. So, so I want so to talk to you about this just oh, specifically for a minute. Okay. So you're asking me about like where all, like where this kind of mindset and all comes from. So I don't always talk about this, but I want to talk about my dad for a minute. Okay. okay. Going so deep. yeah, going kind of deep on this. Um, and, and actually behind that would be his, his parents. So mm-hmm. um, I come from a background where um, my great grandparents, mm-hmm. Some of them were like from the South, slave owners. Okay. And so on my dad's dad's side, my dad's mom's side, they were abolitionists. Wow. Wow. Okay. How'd that happen? I don't know. (laughs) Hatfield McCoy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the world changed and, you know. That's a good mix though. You got a lot of of good stuff My grandfather was born in 1886. Got it. Wow. You got roots. Some old stuff, right? Yeah. But anyway, um, so there's my dad with kind of this, this, you know. Ethic, strong ethical mindset. World War II breaks out. Mm-hmm. Right? He was born at twenty-four. 
So he's like 19 and he joins up. Mm-hmm. So he joins 101st Airborne. Got it. As a medic. Sal, you're in you like this stuff. Yeah, this, this is my stuff. This is Sal's whistle white. Like he's excited. My dad did the second Normandy jump. Wow. Wow. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Never talked about it a lot, but. That's, that's, I mean, that t- speaks a lot to his character. I mean, that takes 19. Balls. Yeah. <laughs> 19 going into 20. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. At 19. I didn't Yeah. Even so know. the second jump doesn't get talked about a lot, but he was the, he was in the medical corps that cleaned up. Oh my yeah. God. Did the dirty job. Oh my goodness. Could you yeah, imagine going up, down there? Patching up guys. Wow. Yeah. So Getting that, how did that affect you? Doing the right thing. Yeah. It's like built you in put, you, know. you can put yourself off to the side and know and just understand that, that when it comes down to it and there's something that really needs to be done, needs to be done right, you just do it. Wow. You just do it. That's yeah. Truth. I mean, there's, there's not really another option, right? Like when, especially when that's like your, your job, right? Yeah. And people depend on you and, and, and count on you. For us, it's not life and death, right? No. But in that instance, it's, it's insane, you yeah. know, and to go through something like that, come out and then live a normal life. Like blows my mind. Well, I, I don't know how normal. Well, <laughs> nonetheless, but normal. you know what I mean to yeah. to live a life that seems normal to assimilate with the rest of society after right. seeing undoubtedly the, coming like, back the, from that, the largest right. horrors yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's insane. Yeah. So. yeah, so that's where it comes from. I mean, it comes from kind of like a, a a family history place, and I, and I kind of encourage people to like get to know their family roots, like get to know mm-hmm. your history. It tells you, know? you where you're if you from. Ever, like sit down and ever talk to your grandparents. Oh yeah, not an option anymore. Not an option yeah. anymore. I have. I, do I, I, I did video interviews of my grandfather in Greece before he passed, uh, and I asked him deep questions, mm-hmm. which is, and I have it all recorded. And I did that because I didn't want to lose that. I knew that the time was short. I, I'm very, very, very thankful I did that. Um, but had I not done that, I could have lost all that. There's no way. My dad doesn't know all that stuff either. Right? That's coming from my my grandfather's mouth, mm-hmm. and he's been right. through a lot. So um, I encourage anybody to, to your point. If you have loved ones that have lived through things, record it. Like write it mm-hmm. down. Learn it because it is where you came from. And no matter what, it's in your DNA. And that's who it's you there. are. Yeah. Right. And regardless, our DNA, like it's, it's a copy of, of people over time and that's who we become. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, my mom's side's a little crazier. I don't talk to them. So <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. My mom's side's a little crazier, but, um, um, okay. So let, that's awesome. So yeah. obviously character, all this stuff is really, really important. I want to yeah. talk to you. And by the way, you're getting a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, you Adam obviously Zane. affect a lot of people because we don't get this many people actually like, I mean, uh, Adam, Adam's in, everybody's, um, so talk to me about what you're seeing in the market because you are a stats person, right? Your numbers. And I, and I saw you do a post where you actually broke down listings compared to solds, compared to you know, uh, pendings and all that. Yeah, and I'm about ready to post post another one. Yeah. We're getting ready to the – you know, at the end of this month, because I'm, I'm, we're at the, I think we're at a point where we're, start, we're st- everybody's starting to realize there is a shift coming. We're, go- we're probably yep. going into a recession pretty soon. It's not going to be like 2008. No, it's, it's, no, it's, it's going to be, be more like 2000, like the dot com. Correct. It's going to be a normal recession, yep. correction, three percent, two percent decrease, whatever it may be. Rates could are going, yeah, could be whatever it is. But the point is, I'm making is that it's happening. Something's happening. Yep. So what are you seeing numbers wise on the very tip of the? Uh, the needle where you where you're living at you kind of catch it early because you're looking at all the, all these little numbers that no, not, not a lot of people look at right well i'm I'm looking at the statistics daily anyway so i'm seeing that there's more more property on the market right now than there's been in a really long time 
Okay. And that's been consistent for about four or five months now. Got it. And it's not coming off as quick. And we're getting as many price changes as we are pendings. Mm-hmm. So that's flat. Yes. And that says that to me that the sellers are overly optimistic mm-hmm. about the prices of the home because we shouldn't be getting this many price reductions. Got it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that – so what, what that happens mean? is what a lot of agents, right. a lot of agents, and I've done it too. I mean, I was like out there, it can be a listing whore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> <sorry>. Whoops! <laughs> you can swear you say shit. We have I think it's yeah, a swear yeah, word. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We can use it's good, you know, take the get the listing right. Yeah. Get the listing. But if you tell them whatever they want to hear. But also, we're looking at statistics that are go back ninety days to one hundred eighty days. Where prices prices are fine actually. Prices are actually kind of up, mm-hmm. but we're overcooking it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're pulling them up even a little bit higher I think, than they should be. Like if a house should be at two fifty nine, you know, maybe it's going to right exactly right. something like some something in, in that. that range. I hope so. Do you right. attribute that to last summer? People are trying to, to replicate what happened last summer and they're trying to get into it early. Yeah, and I also think that people are that I hear heard it three times last week or the past few days anyway. People saying that they want to grab as much equity as they can right now mm-hmm. and they're looking to possibly rent mm-hmm. yeah people are cashing out crazy. if you have investment properties out, right. i would sell right now yeah. personally if yeah. you have if, if, let's say i had 20 investment properties i'd sell 10 of them five of them yeah maybe get five. the equity out get the equity out get cash get put some cash reserves in there's some arguments for that and i, I don't Absolutely. think that's um but I, I also think if you're selling your house right now you've got to list it correctly yeah right but right. what what is kind of crazy on our end of things if you have a qualified buyer, we are getting a ton of property inspection waivers, which means you don't have to get an appraisal. Yeah. Through even Fannie, on, Fannie, even, even Fannie Fannie on purchases, Mac. on attached condos, yeah. which is a first I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. cash out and transactions. And when yeah. I make that call, right, I say, listen, we don't need an appraisal. Like, what do you mean? Or I'll talk to the agent. Did you guys go in high expecting to come in low, right, to, mm-hmm. to renegotiate? And if they say, no, this is the nicest one. Right, mm-hmm. um, there's no comps that will support it. We think it's going to come in low. The seller doesn't want to let it go for less. All right, let's do the PIW. Right, that makes sense, and they paid for it, and now that's a new comp. Right, it's driving things right. up though without having an appraiser look at it. And unfortunately, for appraisers looking back, they can only do so much for the market going forward. Right, and that I think that those inspection waivers yeah, right. help us and also hurt us. But, right, uh, some people are over, definitely overpay for homes with those. A lot of it is a it's a hybrid. Inspection waiver, though. Yep. Yeah, all that's yeah. fine. But my, my, what I really want to get to is what – so all this data is coming in and you're yep. seeing it. As a, as a real estate agent, as somebody in the, in the business, what does that mean and how do you prepare for the next, uh, next phase in, the ne- in, in this process? So that was one of my motivating questions for thinking about changing brokerage. Okay. want to know who has already thought through all of this, who's right. already mm-hmm. anticipated all of this. Because you've got to be ahead of it. Who's got to be ahead of the You've got to be. Right. Because it's, if not, you're already lost. Dr. Right. Adam. <laughs> right. That's right. Dr. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I don't even know so that's exactly why I made the, the – <clears throat> made not exactly. But that's 90% of why I made the change that I made and who I went with is for that training. Because if you think about the last 10 years, we've just been on an up cycle. Yeah. You haven't had to learn how to work with, with you know, depreciating values or – Anxious buyers mm-hmm. or, you know, sellers that are over, you know, over anticipating what they're going to get. So 
That's, be, yeah, so, so it's all yeah. it's all getting trained properly. It's so preparing getting, for the different pre- market. Right. Putting putting more tricks in that bag and knowing where they where they're at so you can pull them out and use them. And I don't mean like tricks as a trickster way, but just, you know, maybe tools is a better word than tricks. Yeah. Yeah. I you mean, know, just to understand that. And sometimes, you know, I have to go back to this. Doing doing a proper interview with a client up front, really trying to find out what they're about why they want to buy, what their real budget is, what their areas are, you know, can you find them what they're looking for in the place that they're looking at? Sometimes you just can't. Like if somebody wants ocean view in Detroit, you well, I can give you river view, but I can't give you ocean <laughs> view. Sure, yeah. You know, right. it just doesn't. But sometimes buyers don't even know what they want and a good agent will get them to that really point. Really to do, yep. to do, uh, you know, a, a deep dive interview mm. to, you know, I guess we, we'd call it qualifying them. Yeah, We're really yeah. qualifying them, you know, and that saves a lot of, you know, a lot. You, you guys are great at qual. You, you get their income, you get their assets, you get all of that on our side. Just, Oh, I got a buyer and you're cute and I like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then, yeah. Oh, let's let me meet you out and show you 20 houses. Right. You know, and they're like, I don't want to live any of it. Yeah. They don't want to live yeah. in any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got yeah. You definitely have to figure out who they are, what they are, what they want. Right. What are your goals? So learn just just learning how to interview people, you mm. know, so that they don't feel like they're being interviewed. That you're yeah. having a real life conversation with them. Well, you got to care about well, them. You and know, knowing your product. Most people don't know how to ask intrusive, you know, detailed questions. They're not. Well, because they don't they, a they don't really know how to go there, and they they just want the deal too, right? So, right. Right. So they'll they'll take whatever they say. I want to buy a house. Cool. Let's go. Like yeah. you said, right? right? Well, let's they figure the let's do this listings, right. You know, and the worst is when you go and show all these homes, and then they come back, and they talk to their mortgage guy or, or whoever it is, and they're like, "Whoa, that's way out of our budget." Talk to people about taxes. Taxes yeah. are a big deal. Right? Oh yeah. I want to move to Gross Point. All right, fifteen thousand dollars in taxes. I want to move to Hazel Park. Oh yeah, yeah Hazel Park. <laughs> what an investment. Can someone tell me what happened with Hazel Park's uh, taxes? Well, it's because the tax base is so it's so low. Been, okay, you know they yeah. so as it, the millages this year are actually less than what they were last year as more people move into the city and there's more tax base for the city uh, to grow. It's right? almost like Detroit. So, Detroit always had higher yeah. taxes, right? Same yeah. thing. Right? Eventually, when they have enough taxes coming in, the the mm-hmm. millages will return you hope to normal, so, right? But the, depending but still, if, their, if their non-homestead's ninety-one. Yeah. That's crazy. It's, I think it's 78 for uh, Homestead. Yeah. Just to talk about what's happening in the economy going forward and kind of how you got to get prepared for it, just so, so the audience knows. Yesterday we got a message that says Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are going to be tightening up their, their qualifications by, by and, and probably oh. like 30% of, of deals go. that we were going to get there approved before <laughs> are not going to get approved. And that speaks volumes to me oh, in yeah. the sense that Fannie and Freddie are realizing they're seeing it, they're seeing mm-hmm. it coming, they're preparing for it. And we don't want to have the foreclosure problem and, have, and put people uh-huh. in bad loans. So we're going to get tighter. So people that were getting approved before, that we, to, like we'll run to you potentially to, and when this change makes happens. And someone might have 700 credit. They might not qualify with 3% down because now Fannie Mae wants to see them put 10% down. Mm-hmm. It's, got, it's getting tighter and people are starting to move towards there to protect and insulate the business. I like that because it protects our industry. Right. We need that because otherwise if it's gluttony and everybody's just going for the money, then we go back to where we were, right? I yeah. don't like, Greed will kill us. I don't like uh, the, the way that they're potentially doing it that could cause some issues with pre-approvals where you issue a pre-approval. I don't, and we haven't, nothing's worse than when yeah, DU or, or LP, which is 
Fannie uh, and Freddie's automated underwriting systems. Nothing's worse than when you write a pre-approval. They, they come up with an update within that 30-day period, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. We don't even know when it's released or who's using it because yeah. lenders implement them at different times. They have like a yeah. window that they can implement oh. it by, right? So okay. all of a sudden you rerun that system when they for someone who's putting 3% down. Yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. So right? And you got to scramble. You got to figure it out. So as, as professionals, we have to be ahead of that just like you said yeah. and prepare for it. But it's difficult because a lot of people that think they're pre-approved and even we think are pre-approved, we go to run it again. So we, we're going to have to be very on top of it and run all our pre-approvals I wish again. that – just to be safe. Oh. Fannie yeah. and Freddie would put much more emphasis on reserves, right? I think yeah. that's the they big used factor. To, didn't they? they do, they but used to, yeah. I mean, you can get into a house. It's like, dude, you need $4,222 to close. You have 4000 221 Put a dollar in the bank and let's go. Yeah. Right? It used to be two, what, two and a half months? It used to be anything. It depends. Six months it depends whatever year, the yeah. system says. Okay, but right. I think now, like, if, if they're thinking about the future and what actually matters, I mean, you can have someone who puts three percent down on a four and a thousand dollar house. Their DTI is forty nine point nine nine percent, and it's going approved, and they have zero cash reserves. Right, right. But what well, they want another guy well, who's maybe got low DTI, a, a mark on his credit. He puts three percent down, but he he's got a hundred k in in savings. Sorry, Sal. You know what they want. It. You know what they want. They want equity, and you're gonna you're, yeah. we're gonna see that higher down payments are will go approved over lowered because if there is a correction, let's say there's a five percent correction, okay. well, they want ten percent equity so they can they retain the another five percent. Well, it's right? not only that they want they want no. you to actually put your skin in the game. Right, they don't want like, cool. You got a hundred k in the bank, but if, you're, if it comes want, down to I it, think they want you well, yeah. to keep that in the bank, and I'm screwed on my asset or my collateral. Right, potentially. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a combo of the mm-hmm. both that they got to look at. I'm sure that the guys sitting behind there aren't just like, Ooh. no, they like, know what they're doing, putting it out there. I'm sure they they're calculated yeah, yeah, yeah. in their efforts. They but know what they're doing. I mean, no, most people are underwater when they put minimum down, down anyways. Yep. You know, I bought my house with minimum down. I, I could walk away with a cool ten G's. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. After I sell it, after paying commissions and transfer taxes and owner's title, you, I mean, yeah. you're there. Yeah. I put minimum down in mind. In my mind, it was, I'll keep my cash liquid. It's a long term debt anyway. It's going to appreciate. But we're we're going to see less of that because I, we're going to we're going to see. But over those thirty now. years, it's still going to appreciate. My house is still going to appreciate. You're it's also a, got it's, three it's kids an and th- or four kids. You're, yeah. But Jesus, three, how many kids? How many kids you have? Hungry, I mean, you're 30. <laughs> your life's already. Set. I don't know how. Yeah, that's why I said I'm retired in 10 years. All right, the show's the show's endings, but we do this thing, Nancy, called yeah. three questions. Okay. All right, so they're three totally random. One's static. We do it every show. First one we do every show is what scares Nancy Robinson. What scares me? We don't ask everyone about you, but <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. What scares you? It could be anything. Uh, Oh boy! She doesn't get scared easily. People, yeah, she's not afraid of anything. No. Maybe this question, she's afraid. Afraid of your questions? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Really? Yeah, nothing, nothing scares you. Maybe it's a, it's the genetics. It. You'll jump out of a plate if you have to. I know, right? It could be Don't a spider. No, no, nothing. I'm bigger in spiders. Scary Heights? movies. Nothing? Scary what? Movies. I don't like them. I don't. I don't watch them. So you're scared of scary movies? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dark, I like them. A dark I have forest. A, it's a dark forest. Have a, I have a, already have a scary movie way in the way back in my head that can override <laughs> any of the other ones. That's so. awesome. <laughs> and I'm not scared of that. I don't know. Stay out of the. Forest. I have to think about that. Okay, so I'll give you another question. You ready? Yeah. If you could have any human's knowledge oh, downloaded God. into your brain, the one person, right? It could be. Uh, Einstein, who would whose brain would you download in your brain and have all their knowledge? Wow, 
That's, um, that's a good question. Uh-huh. I like that. I got two. You do two, yeah. That's I fine. Do two. You didn't answer the last Warren, one. So you did Warren two. Buffett came first. I mean, he's pretty smart. Yeah, and then Jesus came second. He probably knew some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> God's brain. God's brain. You know everything. You just go right there. <laughs> you can make a lot of money, and you know everything, and you can heal people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. It doesn't it? Didn't end well, but <laughs> yeah. The last one. Yeah, yeah, just... Do you have to have all their experiences? <laughs> no, I don't know if no, I want to be just crucified. all their knowledge. Oh man. Uh, it's yeah. part, it's part as long knowledge. as I could eject it after, yeah. right? Like I'd want to know it for a minute and then be like, all right, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want to know all that. <laughs> you know? No, I don't That's think you can do that. Yeah, I don't think no. you know it all. Um, it's there. Last question. This one's just fluff. If you could be any animal in the animal kingdom, what would it be and why? I'm like already a dog, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah, I mean, a dog. I mean, hey, I don't, I don't blame her. Dog's yeah. life is heaven. Heaven. Yeah, I mean, like a lap. Look like, at my dog. Like 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 what kind of dog? A, a lap dog? Uh, uh, like a Doberman? What kind of dog? I don't, it, just a fluffernutter mixed breed. Sign. A, a fluffer what? Like a fluffernutter. You know, just some fluffy, shaggy dog. Uh, <laughs> just a dog that could just eat, drink, and just lay in the sun. Yeah, I'd want to yeah, be an English bulldog. Dogs, are, dogs, like dogs are, awesome. are super cool because they'll lay in wait. They're loyal. You know, they're kind of. I think it depends on the owner of the dog. You know, well, they I have mean, relationships. Like, well, they interact with humans that in no other way that any other animal. Right. Truth. Like, I don't know. I'm not Super a cat. Super bond. Guy. Yeah. I hate cats. Yeah. Kind of Super bond. Cats are evil. Um, no, cats are fine. They're cats okay, are, but they're but they're scared. You guys are scared cats of cats. Have you ever looked at a cat? Yeah, they're, they're plotting. To well, kill when you. I walk by, <laughs> ever since I walked by a couch and I was wearing like uh, flip flops or something, so uh, my my ankles, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, cats are nice, yeah. and all of a sudden they'll Achilles, bite you. Like yeah. they'll purr but, and then they'll bite you. But mm-hmm. like, like they're also bitches. like when you know dogs, they just want to you know cuddle with you and hang out. Yeah, and, yeah. you know they're they're usually more chill. Yeah, they're way more chill. Yeah, some dogs and they'll play. Would, they'll play with you. Yeah, you know some, they'll take a walk with you. I relate Give some dogs, though, are like sharks, where they're just like reactionary. Like when you throw it a treat, it just bites no matter what. And then there's an, other dogs that are like whales, right? Like yeah. They're, yeah, they'll dude. look at it. They'll nudge the treat around. They'll smell it. They'll be like, nah, no, I'm good no, on that. I'm another that. dog, you could throw it a, a marble and it would just yeah, break yeah. its teeth on it, right? Did you ever try to take like a – I have one of each of those. Like a stick away from a dog? It's yeah. Kind of play, right? Yeah. They just want to play with they you. Just they're play. just yeah. going to keep – and they're going to win. All right, next week on yeah. the dog show. Dogs. Nancy, new podcast idea. I dogs can't, rule. I can't thank you enough for being on our show. I know oh, it, you, guys are you great. took, took time out of your life this to be here. By. It did fly by. Um, tell the audience. Did, how, it, Adam, Adam, are you next? You out there? He said uh, he's yeah, in. Adam said he's in. He goes, I'm in. Thank you for the kind words, Nancy Robinson, <laughs> a true professional, just so you know. Um, Nancy, tell the uh, audience how they can get a hold of you if they if they need any help with real estate. or I think, Okay, yeah. sure. Sure, my cell's. Two four eight. That's good. Two two four one zero one three. One more time. Two four eight two two four one zero one three. And give that Gmail account. Yeah, Nancy dot Robinson zero one Gmail dot com. Do you do text or phone calls or yeah, prefer one yeah. or the other? Yeah, whatever. Just communicate. Just so communicate. If you're looking yeah. to list your house, you if you're looking to sell your house, if you're looking to buy a house, if you're an you just, agent hey, looking if you're to not, get in the business. If you're not sure if you want to – yeah, right. All of those. And if you're not sure if you want to sell or add on, call me on that too. I can help you out. Yeah, no, Nancy. You, no you, charge. Just, you know, give you some good advice. I will on. tell you right off the bat, Nancy's one of the most gracious with her time. and for, So we appreciate it. We really do. Okay. So thank you, cool, everyone. Cool, guys. Thank yeah, you. We're out.
See you guys next week. Uh, we oh, by the way, I think we've got Barry Habib coming back on the show. It's gonna be good. Nice. Not next yeah. week though, right? Not next week. No. Right. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 